What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Swanee Speaks Up show with your favorite life coach, Swanee. We about to run these plays. I appreciate you guys pulling up to the huddle with your boy so we can tap in and get into this podcast episode. Um, it's nap time, be pleased. She she wasn't able to make it this episode. She's taking another brief sabbatical. Uh, we had a fun Thanksgiving holiday, a uh, holiday that we celebrated. Uh, we spent time with family, spent time with uh, our loved ones, got a chance to eat, get some good food, and relax, and enjoy the days off work. So I hope you guys were able to do the same. And, and I hope that you guys did not tell everybody what you were thankful for and the following day go and swing on somebody for a television set. <laughs> I hope that's not what y'all did. I hope y'all not engaging in those shenanigans like we do every single year. But anywho, I want to go ahead and get into this episode, y'all. So this is movie night. Movie night is something that we're planning on doing every single month, at least on one episode, uh, at least one episode a month. We're planning on doing that. So this particular month, there was a uh, idea that I got from one of our subscribers and the movie was Boys in the Hood. From it was a it was a movie from 1991. Let me get you the quick rundown of that movie real quick. So the director for that movie was John Singleton. And basically hitting you with the Google notes real quick. My, my trusty assistant, Google. All right. So, so here's the notes of it. So Trey Cuba Gooden Jr. is sent to live with his father, Furious Styles, Larry Fishburne in tough South Central Los Angeles. Although his hard-nosed father instills proper values and respect in him and his devout girlfriend, Brandy, a.k.a. Nia Long, teaches him about faith, Trey's friends, Dope Boy, Ice Cube, and Ricky Moore's Chestnut don't have the same kind of support and are drawn into neighborhoods, booming drug and gang culture with increasingly tragic results. So it's actually been a while since I've seen this movie, but I do remember the specifics of the movie. And for anybody that hasn't watched the movie, it's actually, uh, it's of course, like I read, it's it's one of those urban films. And I, I, I grew up in, a, I grew up in urban America. So, you know, it actually touches home a lot. A lot of the movie actually, I can relate a lot to because I experienced quite a bit of that growing up myself. So, you know, it's something that it's one of the movies that I wanted to break down because I, I can relate to it so well. So initially, basically what happens throughout the movie, it starts off when uh, Trey, Trey was a kid. I, think, I want to say he was about 11 or something like that. But it starts off when he was a kid. He's staying with his mom. Uh, his parents, are, I'm not sure if they were divorced in this movie, but they were at least separated. They were living in two different homes. So you have Trey, he's living with his mom and he's going to school. And if I remember right, he gets into this, he gets into this altercation. He's, uh, I guess he's clowning in the classroom and the teacher has him come up and says, hey, well, if you know so much, teach the class. So he gets up and teaches the class. 
and some kid is going back and forth with him is actually look like one of his friends and they actually get into a fight and he gets in trouble of course and when he gets back home to his mom he has he has this agreement that he's some some agreement that he signed with her saying that if he got into any more trouble that he would go live with his pops now his pops is basically like you know he goes to see him on the weekends things like that but he lives with his mom full time so now that he's gotten into this altercation now he has to go move in with his pops and so the the thing about moving in with his pops his pops he, he appeared to be well read you know pretty he, he's pretty involved with uh it looked like he was involved with self-improvement self self-reliance as far as from a cultural perspective he seemed to be one of those guys that that's pushing the the black culture and the black agenda that, that's what it appeared to be in the movie that i watched uh, when i watched the movie so um he moves in with his dad immediately when he moves in you know his dad puts him to work he's like okay go ahead and rake those leaves so I mean, it, it, immediately he don't even get in the house good. He already put him to work. Go ahead and do this. And I like that. Be, being a father myself, I actually like that because what you're teaching them is you're not just about to come here and chill. You're not about to just come here and get in trouble. I'm gonna actually put you to work. Putting you to work is showing you discipline out the gate. And I actually like that. I like that he did that. So there, there are a few things I want to mention in the movie. But I'll finish kind of the breakdown. So um, he, he moves in with his pops. Almost immediately, his pop starts teaching him things about life. You know, uh, what does this mean? What does it mean? Um, do you know anything about, you know, do you know anything about sex? I think he asked him. Uh, what else did he ask? He asked, um, do you know Do you know why I'm so hard on you? You know, he would ask him a series of questions to, to kind of make him think. He wanted to make him think. So... He's doing all these things and he, he's going through, you know, re-engaging with his son. This is a new situation for both of them. And it's fast forward to a few scenes and you have uh, you have Doughboy and I, I think the other kid's name was Chris, little Chris. And they go, they go basically trying to rob a liquor store or something. It was either a liquor store. They were trying to get some candy. That's what it was. They were trying to get some candy. And they ended up getting in trouble with the police. So the police taking them out the house and taking them to juvie. And what you see is them riding off in this police car. And then it fast forwards in life, I think about seven years. So, you know, he went, they went from being kids to now they basically grown, you know, they like high school seniors and about to be out of high school and whatnot. So it, it did that. And now it gets into the actual movie now. So this is where everything starts happening. Now uh, you, you see uh, Trey being older, you see Ricky, Ricky, he's the jock. He's playing football. Uh, Trey, he works. I know that for sure. Um, but then Doughboy, he's coming home from jail. He came home from jail now. Now, if I, I don't remember the details of if he had done an entire stint. So if I'm explaining this wrong, y'all, please forgive me, y'all. I know y'all seen the movie, <laughs> but if I'm explaining this wrong, just forgive me. 
But I know I want to say he was in and out of jail for for a handful of handful of times. He went in and out of jail, and um, he's home now though. And they're having this celebration, so they're having like burgers, all this good stuff. And and after this, it kind of goes into like how it is now that he's older. Now that Trey is older. Trey, and that's Cuba Gooden Jr. So when he gets older, he's now Cuba Gooden Jr. And it's it's kind of showing his interaction with his pops now that he's older. You know, I guess they're having slightly different conversations now, obviously, that he is older. So he knows about this girlfriend that he has, which is Nia Long. And uh, her name is Brandy in the movie. And it, it was actually it was actually pretty crazy to see the transition. But um the thing I wanted to hit on, one of well, it was a, a few things I wanted to hit on. The first thing I wanted to hit on was the the dynamic of his, Trey's mother and father. So obviously, Trey's father was not completely out of his life. He wasn't, you know, one of those fathers that was just non-existent. You know, like you said in the description, you know, he was hard nosed. And he was he was actually instilling the values within Trey, so he was he was in his life. But the difference between Trey and Doughboy and Ricky, and that's Ice Cube and Morris Chestnut's characters, was that they their father was not in their life for what well, he at least he wasn't shown in the movie, and it appeared that he wasn't even just from the conversations that they had. It didn't appear that they, that either one of their fathers were even in the picture but that was a different that was a different situation for Trey so Trey got to actually live with his dad and you can see the difference and how they turned out and and, it, and that speaks to a bigger that speaks to a bigger issue you know it's so many young brothers grow up without fathers so this was the first thing I wanted to, to actually hit on fatherhood in urban America this is a big problem and has been for a very long time. And this movie actually just kind of highlights the issue that a, young, a lot of young brothers have. It is a, it's a big issue. And one of the biggest issues is this, this identity crisis that so many young brothers actually struggle with. And, and it's a real problem. And, you know, I've seen it just myself growing up in urban America. You know, I, I grew up in, I grew up in a rough neighborhood. So I understand, I understand just seeing the different brothers that grew up. Now, me personally, my father was in my life, but I know so many young brothers that never had their fathers. So they have this serious identity crisis. They don't know what manhood looks like. And, and, and whatever, whatever man they may have been looking up to wasn't there every day to kind of walk them through life and to explain scenarios, explain situations. They, he wasn't there for Q&As on a regular basis. So even if you had that, that got to look up to, you know, an older man to look up to, it, it may have been, it, it may have been whoever. It may have been a positive, it may have been a positive uh, role model, a real model, or a negative real model. I like to call it real model because personally, I believe that role models are just a role and I don't like using that term. So I use the term real model. But um, th there are so many young brothers that that had these 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 images of what a man should look like presented to them 
through destructive means. And just one example of that is, you know, the, the hip hop scene. The, the hip hop scene that that presented a lot of different images for young black men to look up to. They weren't always the best, and that's a that's a that's a problem. And this is one of the this is one of the things that um, that Furious Styles that was his name in the movie. This is one of the things that this is one of the reasons why I'm glad that they had him in that movie to at least showcase a man being in the house and raising his son because that's so paramount because he was able to learn certain things. He, he took them fishing. You know what I mean? He, he understood certain things. He, he spoke different. He walked different. You could you, you could tell just by watching the movie that he had a, a certain level of confidence. And that's something that I actually, I was blessed to have that. You know what I mean? I, I don't walk around with this, this big time imposter syndrome trying to figure out who I am or what I am because my father was there. And this is what so many young brothers have not experienced. And, and Doughboy, because he didn't experience it, you see it. You see it. What happens when he's not there? Because he had no goddess, he out and he out getting in trouble, joining gangs. And, and he living the life, living the life of a dope boy, literally dope boy. And it's crazy. It really is because it's not talked about enough. This stuff truly is not talked about enough. And it, it needs to be, it's something needs to really seriously be, be done about it. But, you know, we have to first identify what the actual issue is. And, and there are people talking about it. I don't want to say nobody's talking about it because it's being talked about. But, you know, it, it, I, I think using movies, you know, as kind of a, you know, kind of a bridge to bring everybody together because it seems like entertainment seems to bring people together, which is very helpful. So, you know, I want to use this as that kind of example to bring us all together so that we can actually have some kind of, uh, some kind of cohesiveness so that we can actually just somewhat get on the same page with that. But that was the first thing I want to get into, you know, the, the fatherhood role. Um, but also I wanted to talk about Ricky. So Ricky was the younger brother. Now he saw kind of how Doughboy was and how he moved and how he went and how he got in trouble and things of that nature. So he decided to go a different route. He went play sports and he was on his way to college. He was on his way. Had a guy from the college that he wanted to attend and get a scholarship for come out to his house. So all he had to do was pass the, I think it was the SAT. So he had to pass the SAT. He had to get a certain score. I think it was like 700. He got 700. Then that's basically all he needed to get admitted into the school. So what happens is, you know, yeah, man, it's unfortunate because, you know, it, it, it happens so often, you know, in these in the neighborhoods, in, in neighborhoods like one that I grew up in, it happens so frequently. You know, you got this young kid, he's on his way to college, you know, he's about to do something with his life, and it's some some beef around the neighborhood, and this kid, he's on his way to college. 
and something that happened, a, a neighborhood beef gets him shot up. Now he now he's shot up and now he can't go. Now he's dead. So now he can't go. He now he can't go to college. You know, whatever dreams he had cut short. 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. He just started his life. And but this stuff happens every day. It's crazy. It's it's truly crazy. You know what I mean? It, it really is. But and again, this is what it's stuff like this happens. I mean, you can I mean, even when the dad's there, even when the father's in the house, you know, it, it, there's no way to really predict how things will go. But you have a much better shot at getting somewhere as a man when you have your father. You, you, you I mean, you're so, I mean, you're just so much better off when he's there as opposed to him not being there. But, you know, I'm, I'm off for the fatherhood thing. But the next thing I actually wanted to talk about was the relationship piece. So the relationship piece between Trey and um, Brandy, and that's Cuba Gooden and Nia Long. So, you know, this is a teenage couple. You know, she's uh, she has, uh, she, she's Catholic, I want to say. So she was Catholic. And from my understanding, it didn't appear that Trey, Trey's dad had much of a religious beliefs. You know, it, it appeared that he was well-read and he was, you know, more or less for the black empowerment and things of that nature. But it didn't appear that there was much of a religious belief there per se. But, um... That you had, you know, trade that kind of wanted to, you know, get involved with 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 Brandy intimately, and she really wasn't going like that. And you know, he kept trying to pressure and pressure, and she just wasn't going. But you know, you know, at some point they ended up they ended up going there. But you know, just the relationship piece with those two was, you know. He was kind of he was he was going there with us, trying to keep pressuring her, keep pressuring her, and, and she just kept holding that hand up. She kept uh-uh, uh-uh, not yet, not yet, yeah, not yet. She was talking marriage, she was talking the, things of that nature, and you know, uh, man, that release that that relationship piece is tough though. That, that's tough because when you're talking about teenagers, you got these young kids with raging hormones, and you know, Trey. He had never gone there before, and it didn't sound, and neither one of them had gone there before. So, you know, Trey, this, oh, man, it, it, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. But that just, just looking at it from a relationship perspective as a young man, you know, what I would tell him is, you know, and, and I know this is tough. I know this is tough, but... Young brothers, I need y'all to focus on getting yourselves together. These young girls ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. It is a million of... I'm, I'm talking to the young brothers right now. It's a million of them out there. I promise you, there's no shortage of women out here. No shortage. Listen, get yourself together. Get, get your mind right. Make sure you heal whatever past traumas that you have. Whatever that looks like. Make sure that you're on your healing journey. Or at least started. You don't have to be 100% healed. 
because it's stuff that is stuff that's going on in your life that has happened in the past that there's no telling when you'll ever be able to get past it. And I understand that, but at least make sure you're working towards some kind of a healing, some sort of a healing place. Have a plan in place. You know, have a plan for, you know, a career field, whether it is a job, it's a business that you're trying to open up and run, have some kind of a plan for your life, you know, outside of I'll figure it out. You know, don't don't get into these relationships not knowing what you want to do as as a man. Don't get in these relationships not knowing what you want to do. And, and I'm doing that to save you some grief. I'm doing that to please Make sure you handle your business before you get with one of these young girls. Do that. Make sure you're handling your business. I want to make sure you're doing that. And to help you handle your business, there's this great book out there. And it's called Honor Your Path. It actually helps you to be able to focus on the specifics of your day-to-day life. It helps you to be able to hone in on something specific that you want to take care of one day at a time. And it forces you to look at each individual day and focus on each individual day. Young brother, pick up that book, honor your path. Young sister, do the same thing. The same, I have the same advice for the young sisters. Listen, if, if that young brother does not have a plan, if he does not have a plan, don't get involved with that man. If he's te- if you ask him, what does your five year plan look like, and he doesn't even have one, walk away quickly. Matter of fact, run away quickly. Make sure y'all pick up that book. Hold yourselves accountable. Take each day and make it worth the twenty four hours, ladies and gentlemen. I do appreciate y'all pulling up to this huddle and having this little talk with your boy as I break down the Boys in the Hood episode. Did I say episode? I meant movie. I'm tripping. Y'all, it has been a long weekend. It's been interesting. Long week in general. It's been a long week. So I appreciate y'all pulling up. I may I may actually have to come back and do some sort of a part two of Boys in the Hood because there's some more stuff I wanted to break down. There's that movie was very layered to me because again like i said it it spoke to my personal experiences in a lot of ways so i may actually have to do a part two i'll let y'all know if we're gonna do that because every month it's gonna be a surprise movie and you never know what you're gonna get so make sure y'all stay tuned and continue to pull up to the huddle and tap in with your boy on the swanee speaks up show and Also, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for providing feedback, sending emails, text messages, just uh, giving the reviews on iTunes. You know, that that helps us, that that helps us to get better, that helps us to grow our show, that helps us to know who, who we need to reach out to, you know, what target audience we need to be reaching out to, because we really, we're here for you. We're here for each and every one of our listeners, and we want to make sure that y'all know that we want to tap in and we want to give y'all something to actually be able to take home and actually apply in your lives. So we appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another wonderful episode of the Swanee Speaks Up show. 
as we broke down Boys in the Hood. I appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful upcoming week. All right. Stay blessed. Peace.